Rangers and residents of St. Angeles, California, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me as always is my favorite NB, Kennedy. Hey, hi. And today we have the, uh, the honorable guest of choice who decided to bear the cross for this season and uh be our best and worst uh fredo welcome to the show well thank you so much for having me and and i didn't realize is that the gimmick of the episode i'm on that, that those are the, the best and worst episodes of the season i know it's hard to tell wait you didn't know which one was best oh no no worst. well okay between the ones that i watched uh, you know, there, there was stuff I thought was interesting about both, but I, I definitely thought that the once a ranger was like a cooler, more interesting, I, I'm a sucker for that crossover stuff. So I thought that one was like neat. And the other one was obviously not as good. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I have like no exposure to this iteration of Rangers and it was a pretty wild one. <laughs> so yeah. what is your exposure to the Rangers? Uh, okay. So, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before recording. Uh, I am a little bit older than the two of you. So Power Rangers, the, the original, the Mighty Morphin iteration of it blew up and, and I was kind of borderline too old for it. You know, I was, I was in that junior high age where I, I was kind of into it for like a year and, and then I was like off to high school and stuff. And then of course you would get made fun of for liking Power Rangers. So I had, I had a passing familiarity with the first few years because I have like a way younger brother who would watch it here and there. So I saw a little bit of like Zeo and Turbo and stuff. Um, then I was pretty, I was pretty out of it for a while. And then when I was uh, in grad school later, my, my buddy Fez, Rob Fez on, on Twitter, who you should follow, uh, who would be a great guest on this show, uh, is is like a maven of Power Rangers knowledge. And, and I got a little bit more into it watching some of it later on. So I, I saw bits and pieces of some of the later like Jungle Fury. And uh, I don't know if the two of you ever, ever talked about Akiba Ranger, the like wild spinoff series that I was like in love with um so yes. i have yeah i have like an okay working knowledge of it um for the once a ranger i recognized all of them except one um and i obviously recognized like the lord zed references and stuff so so i have i had a little bit i'm, I'm I, I wouldn't call myself a super fan but i have like at least a passing familiarity with it honestly i'm glad we got somebody who's a little into it for the for this in particular because once a ranger there's not a ton of meat to it but if you're gonna get to enjoy it at all it's just from that pure like ah look at this this is fun look at this crossover wow oh yeah yeah that was i was like marking out especially because at the beginning right i thought well they got the suits i i just figured like well they they got <laughs> they're gonna have them show up in the suits and then they all demorph and i was like oh man they got like all the actors including johnny young bosch who obviously mm -hmm. went on to be like a pretty big deal he plays dante and does a bunch of like uh, video game voice work and mocap and is awesome and had actually a pretty cool like hand-to-hand -hand fight scene outside of the suit in the episode so like that that kind of ruled like i was pretty into that episode and i even i even messaged grab i was like hey you know you told me this like really sucked ass but this this is all right <laughs> it's the best so, of what's there for sure yes basically is what we're we're getting at uh so previous to operation overdrive the history of the show so fun fact you know our show is based off of akiba ranger right sentai truther club in in akiba ranger 
uh, there's this grand illusion where Power Rangers is the originator and not Super Sentai. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's kind of acknowledged. And so we're like, well, w- this is the actual truth. So we're the truthers. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. Because that yeah. is definitely... Um, I mean, unsurprisingly, that's like the best iteration to me because it was made for older people that watched it and grew up. I mean, you know, it's it's meta uh, and very, very funny. So I, I'm I'm with the two of you on this. That's absolutely that absolutely <laughs> should be the case. Yeah. And another You're a proper truther already. This is sure. <laughs> hey, where, give me give me my bumper sticker to put on, on the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> What um, would Zordon do? <laughs> previous to Operation Overdrive, we've reviewed Bad Seasons. Uh-huh. Uh, Wild Force and Dino Thunder screen out to us. Um, in Dino Thunder in particular, we didn't choose a best and worst. It was like the weirdest episodes that we've seen. Uh, later on, we we began to agree on what the best episode of it, but still, the worst was kind of like a 10-way tie. Uh, <laughs> wow, that bad, huh? Ten-way tie, jeez. Yeah. Now, this season, there is a clear best and worst, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a four and like a, like a negative something, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, so th- this is what we're other, dealing with here. Although it wasn't like a ten-way tie, there were a couple of other close contenders. In particular, I want to call out um, Pirate in Pink. Which was just one of the most deplorable episodes of the Power <laughs> Rangers ever, and was very nearly the worst until suddenly, oh my God! Behind the scenes, what is this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, oh, oh, pretty, pretty wild. So I, I went in maybe with my expectations a little bit more tempered, um, and and this is maybe why I wasn't like blown away by how bad it was. Uh, I will say it, it was a fascinating premise for an episode of Power Rangers. I, I can't recall uh, ever seeing a storyline like that. And, um, well, obviously, uh, having followed the show more closely, the two of you would know more about this than me. Because other than, other than, like, I guess, SPD, where they're like the police, most iterations of Power Rangers, they have, like, secret identities and stuff. And in, and in this one, it's like they were famous and they, like, appear on a good morning. And what was it? The, the fake city? San... San Angeles. San Angeles. Yeah, they appear on, good like, a Good Morning America ripoff show <laughs> to get interviewed about being the Power Rangers. Which is, like, wow. Because then it made me think, like, what's the continuity of this version of the Rangers? Do, like, people just know who they are walking down the street? Like, what? Why don't they have secret? identities and then they were all like independently famous like for other things uh which i I, fascinating i don't know how well it works in the context of like the larger season but definitely feels unique to me from the uh, versions of rangers i've seen yeah yeah um (laughs) so these are charlie's rangers these are you know the a billionaire made some power rangers because he fucked up um, and he, he needed someone <laughs> he, to fix his mistakes. He looted some resources from Africa, uh, claimed it as artifacts. He was like, Ah, oh, I'm gonna be like the real life Indiana Jones dude. And, and this is by, this is like the professor guy that's the father of the Red Ranger. That's kind of the is, is that who you're talking about here? Yeah, yeah he like okay, he like 
I don't know, got the copyright to lemons or something. Okay. Um, They're obsessed <laughs> with lemonade. Yeah. They're so obsessed with lemonade. We have yeah. to... I don't even... Someone has yeah. to figure out why. <laughs> he, uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> he, ba he basically uh, takes a crown and unleashes great evil upon this earth. And the spirit's like, yo, you got to follow these steps or we're all going to die. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. I got to like do... I have to get like people who are... Not necessarily the best of the best, but like are like underrated in their field. Okay. And then convince them that they are the best for this job, which is to go get the jewels that were unleashed upon the world. Oh, yeah. Cause there, there was like, like a vague, yeah, Mc, McGuffins of like, we've got to get these jewels. And I remember at the beginning of Once a Ranger, it was like, oh, no, that's not one of the jewels we need. That's just a, a random precious ruby. Who cares about that trash? <laughs> like, throw it off. To There's a lot of that. <laughs> Even the jewels themselves look really cheap, though. Yeah, the jewels are not cool. Like, they're less cool than the dino gems, folks. Yeah, the Dino Gems and Dino Thunder. I can't believe I had suck. to say that. Don't make me say that again. Well, having okay. having you know Sega Saturn ass looking colored gem MacGuffins, uh, not great. The the gimmick. I mean, yeah, the gimmick of these Rangers where they're like road construction vehicles that that's a bizarre choice as well where they were like <laughs> yeah, a is. dump truck and and a crane and cement mixer and stuff. I was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's that's an interesting choice. Yeah. And the sixth ranger having a metal detector as his weapon. And being an alien, right? Like the orange and black range. Like what's what's and that all about? Scientologist? And a pedo? <laughs> what? Oh no. Oh no. Don't look up the actors. Stuff. Don't look up the actors' uh, social media profile. Oh no, for real? Oh, it's that's distressing. Bad. He, you're on Twitter, so you'll know if you do look it up what you're looking at. Oh no. Okay. Um. Well, uh, I mean, I'll take back anything nice I was gonna say about that about that guy. I thought um, uh, I thought his little um, his little appearance, right? Because in in that episode where uh. Oh, do you do you want to describe the plot? Is that is that yeah, how? Let's yes. do, okay? So let's do this. All right. So behind the scenes is the fifteenth episode of Operation Overdrive, and uh, it is a uh, weird episode. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. <laughs> uh, there's a whole thing going on with the bad guys having some Zords. And so the good guys need more Zords because the bad guys are getting Zords now. And, you know, yeah, there gotta... was like a shitload of Zords, too, where it was like, oh, go, go bring out the backup Zords. And then they got like all these other Zords that get destroyed <laughs> in like a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like wild forest levels of Zords almost <laughs> in this season. Just so many Zords. You're just like, wait. There's another Zord? Oh, 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 all right, okay. What, two more Zords? Wait, four more Zords? Seven more Anyway, so the, 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 bad, the bad guys have lots of Zords, and so the good guys need more Zords, and Tizon in particular, he's like, I want some Zords, and I want them now. Daddy! Mr. Hartford! Like, Tizon didn't even want to be a ranger th like three episodes ago. 
And now he's already like gone from like I don't know if I want to be a ranger. I'm a I'm a badass loner to like, Mister Hartford, where are my swords? I did uh, I did think his uh, his like fire truck zord with the two little like ambulance drones was kind of cool though. I thought that that was a <laughs> neat when that thing showed up. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And he's like shooting the fire hose to like uh, vaporize the enemy zords beam. I was I, I was kind of digging that. It was all right. Do you, do you hear the words <laughs> coming out of your mouth, Fredo? I mean, look. <laughs> I I went into I this right with I went into this with the perspective of like I I appreciate uh, I appreciate this on the level of it being like meant for children you know so 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 I I appreciated it um, I appreciated elements of it on that level I wasn't expecting it to be like badass from the perspective of of. Uh, you know, an adult man. Although there was some stuff in the other episode that I thought was actually cool. Um, but yeah, for a kid's show, I thought that was all right. And I also, I'll, I'll mention just a random one-off note here. Uh, one of the other things I thought was interesting is that there's actually, like, conflict between the bad guys. And, like, different, fa like, the bad guys split into different factions and were fighting each other, which is another thing I don't really remember happening in Power Rangers. So, like, I thought that was kind of neat. I mean, I'm. I know. I'm trying to find stuff to like about it, it here. It is neat, but it is also something that by now they're doing a lot. And also, I see. and they do not, it too much. Not to they do too much. Okay, I got a lot. But but also, I would say the other problem here is it just makes the Power Rangers seem even more incompetent because none of the bad guys seem to know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. yeah the, so the like Power Rangers did seem to like suck. And and I also <laughs> I also made a note like in the first episode, I wasn't sure if like this iteration of it, they just they don't really fight or anything because you, you, you barely <laughs> saw them do anything out, outside of the, the Zords. It's like only the Zords doing stuff. So I'm like, well, is this version of it like they're just always in vehicles or, or what's going on? Um, and we and I still didn't really see that much from them because then the other episode uh, had a bunch of other Rangers that were doing the heavy lifting. Um, yeah, the, the, it's in this season. It's either no fighting or it's like literally 15 out of the 22 minutes is people punching each other and you can't decipher it after a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> explosions and slow-mo. Yeah, multicolored explosions in the back. Oh! Like, about that. that shit ruled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that. Motorcycle. ATVs. Helicopters and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tyson <laughs> goes to the dad and is like, I, can I get my Zord now, please? Ooh, woo. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Hartford's like, no, they're not ready yet. And Tyson's like, come on. And Spencer's like, who says you're only getting one Zord? A winkity wink, 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 wink. That was that was amazing. Uh, and that that character of like the butler, like the Mr. Belvedere type butler. That I mean, that's that was some brilliant stuff. <laughs> Did he do blackface this season? Was oh, that no. his big controversy? Oh no. No, he he, he was a Rastafarian. He did he did white dreadlocks. Yeah. Butler he did white <laughs> dreadlocks and put on a Rastafarian fake accent. All right, I take it back. The butler's bad. 
He's still the best character, though, probably. <laughs> yeah. He's also, like, the epitome of plot convenience. Sorry. Oh, my God. That, that, there's so much this season. Okay, so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> this woman shows up. I really don't mean to ruin the vibe. I want to be clear. The vibe but it's was like ruined at, from the start. The, the, the you got to understand. This is like the fifteenth episode. This isn't like episode. We picked the worst episode at episode three or something. Like it's been the past couple of seasons. This is midway through the the season, and they've already decided to just be terrible. This yes. is post six Ranger, which is supposed to be like when it gets Pog. I didn't and, think it was. No. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> It was just weird, though. So Jessica Jeffries is is this woman who has a show that's like Good Morning America, basically. And she shows up and she's like, hey, y'all are the Power Rangers, right? Can I interview you? And Mr. Hartford's like, yeah. All right. Yeah, very, very weird. Because, Fredo, you asked about this. I want to emphasize they didn't really make it clear up to this point whether their identities were a secret or not. Oh, interesting. Okay, because yeah, it, in in the context of the episode, right, the vibe I got was like, oh, they're just like out in the open, like they've made the no vibe effort. No, that they don't we, give a shit to hide their identity a lot of the time, but they've never said they're not trying to. And occasionally, it's kind of seemed like they're trying to kind of separate their personal life in the Power yeah. Rangers and keep it kind of. So it's like all of a sudden in this episode they're just like, yeah, actually we're just gonna be the Power Rangers. Fuck it. I mean, it's 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 certainly bold. I will I will uh, I will give them that. And and seeing um seeing just that out of context, you know, uh, that was the first episode I've watched and the only thing I've I've watched from. Uh, uh, Operation Overdrive, which also weird weird title, uh, but it it did make me think, right? Like, well, this is this is certainly a like creative take on on the Rangers, because at least in in my limited experience of of different iterations of them, I don't know that I've really seen any that that worked that way, except for I mentioned earlier SPD, which. Um, you know, they're like a sanctioned police force kind of deal in, in yeah. that one. I guess what you're getting at is that this felt like a sort of self-contained episode in the traditional sense. Yeah. Where like, if you just saw this episode or if you just saw this episode randomly on the TV, you switched on, you would be like, oh, this is great, right? The problem is, is that this episode is canon. And like, the reason why it's canon it's the introduction of Zord, so already the episode's canon, but also it's an excuse to not care about hiding your identities anymore. But realistically, like Kennedy said, there's no pretense to any of this, you know? How, how did the reporter know at all? Yeah, and see, that's it, the it, thing. If it I, was I supposed didn't... to be a secret, why would the billionaire sign off on that? Yeah, Especially see, since I... it's the billionaire who's trying to be like an action movie star. Yeah, I, I did not realize season. that. So, like, in the context of you explaining it now, Grav, it seems dumb as hell. Because I, I had just assumed that, like, judging by the way the reporter approaches them, they've been, like, doing press conferences. And, you know, because that, seeing it out of context, that's the vibe it gives you of, like, this guy's just like, yes, these are my Power Rangers, and we're, we're superheroes that do Honestly, stuff. Honestly, I wish they had gone and just, like, full tilt in that direction in some ways. Oh, like a Mighty Morphin type style? Yeah, but even more so. Like, gotcha. 
Just, just if that's what you're if you're gonna do this halfway through the season with very little explanation, then just make it like that from the beginning. Like this dude's a billionaire who like um clearly one of the things he owns is media. He expresses that over and over. So uh he could just have at the very start of this just been like presenting the new Power Rangers. Like, yeah, that's total. You know, have it be like a uh, ob- obnoxious millionaire, uh, like vanity project to make his own superhero team. That that would have been interesting. Yeah, but instead, it's just like this reporter shows up and is like, "Hey, it's kind of an open secret that you're the Power Rangers. You want to just come on my show and talk about it?" And he's yeah, just that, like, that "Super weird." Yeah, yeah, fine. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, sure. Yeah, Whatever. sure. Um. Yep. This is uh. And so uh, the Rangers go on the TV, quality of writing and um, they're all kind of a little bit off in certain respects. Like Ronnie's like the most normal. She has a lot of fans apparently too. Dax, who's supposed to be the movie star, just fumbles the interview. Okay. Yeah, that, that was This weird. interview. No, 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 no. In typical Fredo. standard fashion of... The writers just hate Dax so much. No, the the writers are like racist towards Dax. Yeah, so I like this is an outright attack because there was an episode prior to this one. I think it was episode ten where Mm -hmm. Dax had his own solo episode and like he was gonna be the his own action movie star. And he's like, ah, I can't give up my secret identity as a Power Rangers. Like this would compromise that. No. But he and has so the he gives stops. up. He gives up his lead movie role, which he's wanted forever, for this job, just for the job to go. Actually, you're gonna do a press event. And on top of that, he was like finishing up the movie. He just needed to nail one last scene. Yeah, and that's, he didn't do it. And that's then, a like, really peculiar. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, they do this to Dax all the time, and at this point, it's just—it's terrible. So bad. And I just—I was just like, "Wow, this is the worst." I just need to emphasize that just a few episodes ago is this episode that Grab's talking about, and that Dax is a clearly capable actor, like very good. He demonstrates that he can act really well. So there is no reason for him to just fumble it on this talk show at all, other than that the writers just hate him for some reason and love to make Dax suffer. It's like the most common reoccurring theme of the season. Pull the rug See, from Dax all the time. That this is this is all very interesting to to get the additional context here because you know just having seen these couple of episodes, I, I understood that the character was like a stunt man. And I guess they gave him this weird kind of like himbo personality or whatever, which which does seem weird because if he's like an actor, he should be the most comfortable on camera rather than than the least. But I I guess they made him the comedic relief, like the dumb guy of the group or or whatever. Right. Like, but that does he wasn't seem... even meant to be because in that Dax episode, it felt like he grew as a character only huh. to like regress 10 steps. Yeah, that, that does seem particularly odd when like lit- his aspiration is to be an actor. And even in the next episode, you see him like on the set doing a movie and it's like, well, surely someone in his position would be 
better equipped to handle that interview. So I, I don't know nope. if it was just, you know, they they typecast him as like the dumb guy where <laughs> the joke's always at his expense. They just can't make you sense think. of his character at, at any point. It's just so weird. So, you know, Dax is understandably like upset that this happened. Um and whatever. Uh but then it turns out, oh, you know, this suspiciously overly convenient um <laughs> reporter is actually Miratrix, the witch who is just cooler than any Power Ranger by a mile. Well it wasn't it wasn't the reporter, it was like the mayor's aide. The, oh, she yeah, sorry, disguised the herself aide. as the Mayor's aide, and then gave medals to the reporter to give to the Rangers in a in a, in a very funny yes. uh, subplot. Yes, thank you. Yeah, they get these military medals <laughs> from the mayor. From the mayor, and, and yeah, it's actually from Miratrix. Uh, you know, she's always she is so much cooler than any Ranger. She tricks them nonstop. She's stronger than any Power Ranger, and demonstrates that repeatedly. It's yeah. just it's just really funny, honestly, because like the Rangers kind of just get clowned on a lot and then just barely solve the problem because they have so much money. Yeah, they fall for a very obvious and stupid trick and it like doesn't occur to them that the metal is, is you know is who the this culprit. reminds me of was <laughs> that this reminds me of other Kennedy Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy is Miratrix. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll she'll absolutely just clown you. She's a Midwest ten. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the whole interview thing wraps up. They get their medals, which really look like military medals. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Um, uh, Tizon collapses. Um, he's having problems with the lights maybe or something and doesn't really explain himself but you know it's like he's like oh i'm just hot under these lights i'm fainting but it doesn't seem like that's really what's going on well also very weird that in the interview he just casually mentions that he's an alien and they're just like oh yeah you know like it's not a big deal <laughs> that's this season for you <laughs> Ties on arizona he's like he's like yeah my name's Tizon and Jessica's like oh that's an interesting name <laughs> he's that? like and it's a common name on my home planet or something like yeah, that it's a common name where i'm from space as he stares into your eyes and they just immediately abruptly smile yeah that weird smile <laughs> yeah that was uh that was a a very um a very bizarre moment um considering um you would think that would be something you'd react to a little, a little bit more <laughs> yeah you would think uh <laughs> so mere tricks done tricked them there's a special Damn. alloy in that metal that makes mercury bad or um, something or something and then more. everybody yeah. collapses around Tizon. <laughs> yeah people well, and, I, people and i didn't get collapsing it's it's weird because then you've got like okay he's out of commission but then you still have the other five rangers 
But then the other five rangers just get like immediately bodied. So like if they're one man down, they just get crushed instantly. And these then he... rangers suck. Their power level is so low. Yeah, it definitely Except it definitely like gave me that. Like, like Will Will is like super inconsistent. Will could go from like shaggy levels of power all of a sudden to like I don't know wild force levels maybe. Maybe worse. Like that was definitely the weakest ones, right? Before this, yeah. These yeah. You're so weak. Like yeah. Turbo actually maybe was the weakest. Yeah, <laughs> around like there. The one, the one extra guy. I mean, I know that usually the sixth ranger. I mean, going all the way the green oh. ranger and the white ranger and stuff in the original couple shows, uh, is like a tier above or at least equivalent to the red ranger but here it's like he's stronger than all the rest of them combined like he's able to beat those guys by himself when the whole team gets wiped out and all of their backup zords get wiped out i was like what what the hell they can't do anything right yeah and he sucks too <laughs> he sucks too <laughs> he gets bodied consistently as well yeah, so not a yeah. not a very strong uh showing, I'll say, for uh for, for the for the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So Flurious is uh also up to stuff because he's got that robot. And I'm just gonna refer to Fl Flurious as Snow Miser from now on. Amazing, <laughs> amazing name, by the way. King Flurious. I saw I, it, that was like the first line was like, come on, King Flurious. And I was like, oh, I am in for a treat here. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is this so, a so bad it's good for you? I mean, that name definitely set me up for, like, a so bad it's good. Like, starting out in that weird ice cave, and then he's got the, like, goofy Yeti, like, incompetent Yeti sidekick. Like, it, the, the humor of the first, like, 30 seconds of this definitely set me up for, like, okay, I guess this is, like, a more, you know, comedic, incompetent bad guy kind of deal. Although then it didn't really go in that direction after that. But, no, uh, it's really inconsistent, like everything else here. Man, is this one of those situations where we like sent our guest an episode and because it's like they don't know anything else about the series, it's their best episode? I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I have think, nothing else to compare it to. I think the season wore us down a lot, but like there was like an aspect of this season that was funnier than other bad seasons. Yeah, yeah I don't like know. All I can say else. is I was I was thoroughly entertained. I was thoroughly entertained by the episode. Uh, I thought the premise of being on like a weird Good Morning America show and then getting tricked into putting on like a poison metal from the mayor. Like, in, in like a funny. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers type of way, you're right. I can agree to that. But I think because like the, like the series has been... Every ep... It's an ongoing story every episode with like some some leeway here and there um every season since uh power rangers in space so like if we were back in the mighty morphin era i can see that sort of stuff uh being appealing but in this case it's like you're literally regressing a lot of characters and i have to put this in a sort of like canonized list <laughs> yeah that that makes a lot of sense i mean if you're if you're watching it in the context of having seen the whole season and how they build off of each other uh it certainly sounds like a regression and a betrayal of, of what they had built up so it seems like the kind of thing where uh if i'm catching it randomly on saturday morning because i have like uh 
I don't, I don't know, a nephew or something will actually get it and be like, hey, this is a fun show. Uh, but if I've watched every episode of the season and I'm expecting character growth and development, uh, I could see why this one would be a real bummer. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put it that way. I mean, way. you can't really give this episode a lot of compliments other than that it's kind of funny. It was kind of funny. But, um, like, the plot is just nonsensical. The characters are just bizarre. Acting. Fire truck ambulance bot was cool. I liked uh, the fire, fire truck, truck ambulance bot. Kind of cool, but cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's so much weird stuff. So, so the fear cats run off with Flurious's robot. Fear cats. <laughs> um, and uh, they're messing up the town, and so the rangers got to deal with that. But Tizon keeps falling over. He's drunk or something, um, and uh, can't contain my form. Ah. Everyone yeah. stay away. I'm Mercury. Ah. Yeah, they're definitely way too close to him in Mercury form. Also, I mean, is he just toxic all I assume that you just they're just all gonna live like ten years less than they were going to before because of hanging yeah. out with eyes on. Yeah, I don't know, because he's got that like T well, they already got you know, melting. <laughs> they already got their genes resequence. So, you know, they already got their lifespan cut in half. They're all going to die in their mid-40s of heart attacks. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. How old are they now? We probably <laughs> shouldn't say that. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to cut that one off. <laughs> I feel bad for, uh, for making, making fun of them now. Uh, there, there, was, um, there was one other thing I found very funny that I, that I wrote in my notes, I think, before uh, Tizon shows up. Uh, where they bust out the Drive Max Zord, which I guess is like their Mega Zord, and it's got a shovel in one hand and a pickaxe in the other. I could not stop laughing at that, and I had to like rewind just to make sure that I got it right because that yeah. is wild, absolutely yeah. wild. I will agree that Zord is pretty good, and like well, an incredible premise of like a construction foreman Zord that uses like tools to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I agree. Uh, I think I thought when it first showed up, I was pretty pogged up for that Zord too. Um, yeah. I wish it was more like a like a more like a minor. Like if the characters were like miners, like coal miners striking or something like that, <laughs> that'd be really cool. But you unfortunately, know... because it's like an Indiana Jones billionaire who makes these Zords. You know, it's just out to, to, to bust up tombs. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point because it's like the the aesthetic gimmick of the Rangers and their and their Zords and stuff doesn't really match the vibe that the show is going for, and <laughs> and and that's peculiar because you would think, right, based on what they look like and what their vehicles are, you would think they're like I don't know road rescue or construction or yeah like like miners or something would make more sense but then instead they're like this weird kind of avenger style super team put together by a millionaire like it's a it's a weird like inconsistency between the theming of their shit and uh i'm sorry can i swear on this shit? Yeah, no, you can say okay uh and and um you know what what the context is so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Uh, the Japanese show is better than the American show. That's not mm. saying much. 
Yeah, I, sh- I should have um, figured. So in the Japanese show, is that what it is? Are they like miners or something? No. So basically, yeah. in the American show, you work for the Hobby Lobby CEO. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the Japanese show, you are a private uh, security team hired by Hobby Lobby. Okay, well, I guess that's better, but still, it's still weird. It still doesn't really make so like weird. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like you would think. I don't know. I I feel like, <laughs> and maybe this is this is just like Twitter vibes rub, rubbing off here. But I feel like there could have been a cool like working class union sort of sort of feel to to these rangers of like yeah it's all people that have these like infrastructure type of jobs you know uniting and using those tools for heroism and like that could have been really cool and instead they go like kind of the opposite way with it and and make it like this yeah pro they had a season like that it's uh it's called power rangers lightspeed rescue okay and that was favorite it's my favorite season. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, at least they did it one other time. I mean, the only, the only thing, and, and I, I sent a note Maybe about this uh, to grab earlier. Uh, I do really dig the design of their helmets and, and how it's like evocative of a vehicle with like the headlight and the visor that wraps all the way around. So it looks like car windows and like the mouthpiece that looks like a grill. Like I, I think that they, that looks super cool. Um, and I like the theming, like Tizons with, with the shoulder, the, the sirens on his shoulder pads and stuff like that looks cool. But other than that, it's, it's a just weird, like it's bizarre theming. It's inconsistent. It doesn't really make any sense. And like, if this guy is an Indiana Joe, like, I don't know why not make it like Explorer themed or why not make it like space age, you know, cool jets and stuff. It's just a peculiar decision. Uh, and I guess that was just, you know, the iteration that they're working with, but it, it adds to the weird inconsistency of the show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really sure who to blame here. Really? Cause like, I think Disney just kind of amps up a lot of the issues that we had with the other Disney era power Rangers with this season. So, like, I can't say if it would have been better or worse if, like, they had gave Disney a, or if Disney had gave a bigger budget. Sure. I, I sure. just think it's just flawed in its very concept. Um, I'm sure the Japanese show, I heard the Japanese show was decent. Uh, I haven't personally watched it. But, I mean, if the original source material is decent and that's them with, like, actually caring about the writing... I can't imagine they could use the sense I've well, I could imagine that they could do it, but not in a post it would have the season would have had to take place in like pre two thousand one era. Sure, sure. You know. Well and you're and you're stuck with what you're adapting to, so you know, you gotta you you've only got so much uh, latitude in terms of how you can make things work. Yeah. They they do have a couple of seasons where they introduce a lot of American footage, surprisingly, like uh, Power Rangers SPD was a big one where they use yeah. a lot of American footage. Um but I, I I can't expect like even Disney at their best, I wouldn't expect would be able to put out something that's probably better than the original Sentai on this on this concept on how you would use the Sentai footage. Because I feel like even the Sentai footage itself kind of plays up the fact that they are like taking the artifacts, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's seen as like treasure, not as like we need to protect it or, you know, it's the thing is going to collapse. It's going to be lost forever if we don't get it now, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a weird one. I think that there's probably a good reason that like I've never really heard of this one. It, it's not one that I I see people talking about. It's not one that I see people being big fans of. Um, so that that yeah. all that all totally makes sense. I think this this is one of those iterations that just kind of got memory hold, uh, and they and they moved on to to whatever. I I don't know what came after this, but um, I'm assuming it was probably better. Yeah. Uh as far as we know, we haven't checked it out yet, but yeah, uh, I'm I think I think from what we know from cultural osmosis, Jungle Fury is pretty good. Oh, is Jungle Fury the one that comes next? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've seen I've seen a bunch of Jungle Fury. That one's cool. All right. Yeah, I well, liked what go, I saw Kennedy. of Jungle Fury. Oh, there you Weird. go. It's got the, the Fredo <laughs> the Fredo seal of approval. Uh this episode basically concludes with Jessica realizes that something's amiss well first she first she does a little bit of clickbait journalism being like are the power rangers ass now look <laughs> they, they suck guys um Got and, and and gets like 100k likes on twitter yeah, but then cool. behind the scenes she's like hey i figured out that the mayor never gave no medals to nobody so uh here you go, and takes the medal off. Ties on, ties on. Feels better, and they're like, "Well, good news. Now that you're feeling better, here's a Zord, or a bunch of Zords, a whole set of Zords. And you know what you could do with that? You can win. You, you can, can do hydro win. pump. Yeah, and it turned out great, and uh, and everything worked out uh, in the end, thanks to the cool new Zord that can blast you with water. So uh, a, a happy day. Uh, the reporter found out that the the mayor's aide that she's never heard of, that's never never been seen in any context, wasn't real. Uh, and and they uh, the good guys win in the end. Good times. Honestly, the I wasn't disappointed with the Zord design per se for Tizon. I was more disappointed about the fact that it just did hydro pump, and then that somehow hurts the enemies. <laughs> then I was uh, like, really. Know- Getting blasted by a getting blasted by a fire hose would uh, those things are pretty high pressure, I guess. You know, <laughs> we're back to cop rangers. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, so, oh, also, I wanted to mention one more thing, which is that apparently, uh, Jessica, the reporter, was actually not happy making 1.2 million dollars an episode hosting Good Morning America. Um, and actually wanted to be a field reporter. Isn't it good that she got to follow her real dreams instead of her mediocre dreams of just hosting a popular television show? Gosh, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for her personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy she found her truth. Live your truth. Live your, live your truth. <laughs> um, so then we got Once a Ranger. Yeah. Which is episodes 20 and 21. It's a two-parter. Um, and it is the big anniversary crossover celebrating 15 seasons of the Power Rangers. This was yeah. cool. I liked it. Seasons. It's pretty impressive. <clears throat> it's impressive also that we watched 15 seasons of the Power Rangers to make this podcast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I so, think it's literally been one of the only tv shows i've watched in the past like year i would say 
Oh, yeah, man. I hardly get to watch anything for fun. I know I complain about this a lot at this point on the show, but uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, I like I like watching the Power Rangers most of the time, but this season I'm bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so this two-parter, it's like they almost pull the car out of the ditch, but then they can't quite do it. There are some really cool moments, and it is really fun. So let's talk about it for what it is. This was oh, yeah. somehow all we really had to choose from for best. Um, uh, there was like one to two other episodes in contention, but like it was pretty obvious we needed to pick this for the best because like yeah. there's some real like this is like there's some moments in here where I'm like. <gasps> Yeah, you know, I felt the same way. I I thought it was fun. I was react like uh, even at the very beginning when um, the bad guys get those little like Lord Zed themed clamshell mirror things, and I put in my notes like, "Holy shit, is that Lord Zed? Are they bringing Lord Zed back?" And then it was like some other guy I've never heard of, but then it turns out he was Lord Zed and Rita's son Thrax, which yep. I don't know. I don't know where that fits into the greater Power Rangers canon, but yeah, I that was that was awesome. This, but let's get through the episode synopsis first. It's not canon. Yeah. That's that's my theory. Well, well yeah, because. I, I did. I was wondering about how that even works timeline wise, right? Because it works. Oh, awfully. you said the magic word. Yeah. Uh, so is, is okay, I, was... so I have a. I have. We'll get more into this in a minute. But I have a multiple timeline Zelda style theory about the Power Rangers. Okay. And well, it, 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 it revolves. I feel like around... it's the only thing that would make sense because shouldn't Thrax? If this takes place in real time, 15 years after Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Thrax would have to be younger. So, Thrax is a mutant. Um, a mutant half... I guess you're not a witch genetically. Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah, whatever so, Rita is, Rita is even really a human, know. right? Whatever Rita I is. Guess Rita's kind of a mutant, I guess, to an extent. Because she lives a very long time. Yeah. Uh, so he is a mutant and he was either born 10,000 years ago and then sealed away. Oh, or... you know, that didn't even occur to me that like Rita and Zed had him even before anything. And he's been sealed away this whole time. That, that yeah, That's a plausible explanation that, that did not occur to me. It does kind of make sense in terms of like season two. Otherwise, it would have to be. It's either ten thousand years ago that they had relations prior, and then like things didn't work out, and that's why Zed was grumpy. And and I think Rita. they did right because wasn't I? I want to say I remember there being a plot line where they used to be a couple, and then they had a falling out, but then they got back together again. Potentially, potentially, uh, or <laughs> or they had a child in secret during the events of Mighty Morphin. I was yeah, thinking but he, that but too. Even then, um, he, 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 it he would, would be during be... Turbo though, because there was the there's the video footage of uh, Rita in bed with Zed, mm -hmm. and Zed snoring, <laughs> and uh, she mm -hmm. picks up the phone from Divatox, and Divatox like, "Hey, how do you beat the Power Rangers?" And she's like, "Honey, if you think I knew, I wouldn't be dealing with this." And then <laughs> put the phone now, over Zed. This sleeping. still doesn't make sense unless we account for multiple timelines. Thrax is a mutant, though. He could just morph could into just that shape. like, shade. 10 yes, years old. But and... also, here's the other reason it doesn't make sense. Because the Sentinel Knight 
when did the Sentinel Knight have a body is also a factor in oh, when this all this shit could have happened. Yeah, and that and that I don't know anything about, but I feel like the uh, I feel like the, old. The, like the this happened, uh, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever, uh, probably makes more sense than like Thrax is actually twelve years old. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's just multiple timelines because of the time force split. No, <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's plausible too. Because Kennedy episode... likes to put the bad, all the bad shows in one timeline. Well, no, okay, not entirely true. Lost Galaxy is in the good timeline. Th this episode does, I think, potentially lend some credence to that because th the Red SPD Ranger is from the future and and explains that he's from the future. So they obviously have the ability to send Rangers backwards and forwards in time. Um, so if the Ranger is from the future and then that's a different timeline, I mean, I guess I, w once you open that door, I guess anything's possible, right? So, so well, sure. we know of a definite timeline split for sure yes. within the Power Rangers. Like time there's one definite timeline split and it's, uh, in time force where, um, there's one timeline where West dies and creates the future that they live in. And then there's another future where, um, Time Force goes back in time uh, and saves Wes, therefore causing 9-11. I'm sorry, Greg. Wait, you what? Say there are two definite timeline splits because there's also whether or not Toby has a good birthday. Wait, can we go back uh, to the Power Rangers doing 9-11? <laughs> can, can someone explain that one to me? Uh, they lived in Force. they lived in socialist utopia in Time Force, oh, um, yeah. and then they were and it was the result of West dying in one of like the most glorious ways for uh, <laughs> a man to die on the battlefield. Uh, literally one of the greatest scenes in Power Rangers, like some truly gladiator style shit. Uh, he was gonna go out and. Um, they basically were like, we don't want Wes to die, even though we live a thousand years in the future where he's already dead. And <laughs> yeah, that is weird. <laughs> and then they go back and save Wes from dying that day. And then and then our hell world reality happens instead. Yes, yes because literally the hurt. season right after that is Wild Force. And that's a mm -hmm. that's definitely you definitely see the post 9-11 changes in that season. That yeah, does seem Wild bad. Force absolutely takes place in the bad timeline. Mm. <laughs> no question about that i'm learning a lot here so all the all the bad guys are kind of getting their butts kicked and aren't doing very well miratrix and camdor are trying to find a gem but they don't find the gem that they're looking for and then the rangers show up and just kind of punch them a bunch they're like dang we gotta get out of here um flurious is frustrated and yelling at norg and abusing him Moltor is just not good at stuff. And uh, they're all just like, dang, we suck. And then they get that special invitation. Okay? They open, they're like, you know what? My day would be better if I had a, 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 a candy bar. And they open the candy bar, and Lord Zed's sigil pops out. Hell yes. And they're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was um, definitely me watching. I was like, what? The device is actually like a big, weird meat clam. But let's not get into that. Um, Love so, it. It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it ruled. 
So uh, the villains all show up at this place, and they see each other there, and they're like, hey, what is this? Some kind of trick? I hate yous guys. <laughs> and the other villains are like, I hate yous guys. And then Thrax appears, the son of Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa, and he goes, hey, I'm an original badass. Shut the fuck up. Let's beat the Power Rangers. I do love how, like, yeah, this other guy shows up, and he's like, you all need to work together, and then all the villains are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it never occurred to them that that would work. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. <laughs> so he's able to to very easily uh, unite uh, all of the villains together. Uh, I, I love it. This is, uh, yeah, I was having a lot of fun here. Yeah, so Thrax is like, okay, listen. We don't have to all like each other forever, but let's agree to destroy the Power Rangers and the Morphing Grid. And then we can do whatever we want. We can have a whole city run by gangsters, a whole planet run by gangsters. Yeah, sounds good to um, me. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, we'll live and die by the Mafia Code. Mm -hmm. It'll be sick as hell. It would be, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, and so uh, they're all, they all nod, and they're like, okay, you know what? To heck with it. Let's do it. Let's beat up the Power Rangers. The Rangers, meanwhile, are like, gosh, isn't being a Power Ranger the coolest thing <laughs> ever? <laughs> I love being a Power Ranger. <laughs> yeah, nothing bad's going to happen today, folks. <laughs> that gets cut short uh, by uh, Thrax just pulling some... Uh, what was his name? The guy from last season that was always the knight? Korag. Krog Krognor or something. Korag. Okay. <laughs> so so Kor he, Thrax kind of pulls a Korag and just contacts the rangers and is like hey eat shit <laughs> yeah this this was weird as hell because thrax is just like all right everyone let's channel our evil energy and like destroy the morphing grit or like take away their ability to be power rangers and I, and, I, and i put in my notes like this mfer could have just done that this whole like he could just will the rangers to not be rangers anymore like wh why didn't they just do that before <laughs> Uh, I mean, to be fair, like, I think this does make some sense as an extension of stuff like um, Rita's candles that could steal your power. That oh, was that's, yeah, I remember her, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was clearly just her manifesting her will into this sacred object, a candle in the color of the ranger. You know, it's probably got some of their hair in it and some stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I think, I think it, it does kind of make sense. Honestly, it kind of just seems like witchcraft is stronger than the morphing grid. But that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? In, in, every, in every superhero, this is one of those things that I find really fascinating. That, like, in every superhero continuity, uh, magic is always in, like, a different place. And it might just be that, you know, in the, pow the Power Rangers continuity is maybe more like Marvel, where magic is, like, uber. And everybody that knows magic is, like higher tier because it's just like a higher ability level uh, i would totally buy that that you know characters like 
Rita or you know characters that can do that kind of magic um, are just stronger. And like right. you, you have mean, to use ingenuity or whatever to beat them. It's and only a Ron versus the big brains. That's right. And yeah. being able to uh like external like exert your will externally is crazy, right? Yeah. I mean it's it's kinda like how in the extended canon of Fredo Twitter characters, uh Fredonis the wizard is more powerful than Detective Fredo. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you have to <laughs> And yeah, only a few rangers ever really reach that kind of level of ability that sort of matches that. Like Billy, who is strongly implied to have made the Turbo Zords, which is something we consider canon here at the Truther Club. Okay, well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, you know, that's transcending the normal ability. And just to... I know that many of our fans will already know this, but some of them won't, and it's this is always a fun thing to recap. Billy, during Zeo, becomes very interested in the way Zords are made, becomes more of a background support character that gets into the engineering, and makes it clear at one point that he is working on some Zord designs, but then it's not clear what happens to those designs. But it's also not clear where the Turbo Zords come from. And there's several suggestions that those are Billy's designs. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and I and I have some vague recollection of, yeah, he kind of transitioned to an almost Zordon-like role. Mm-hmm. And when he finally got written off the show, the, the, the implication seemed to be that, like, yeah, he was going to be the Zordon for, like, a future generation of Power Rangers. And I don't know if that ever happened. I, I guess it didn't happen, but that seemed to be where they were going with it. And he also went to hang with the alien rangers who were known Zord makers. When Zordon didn't know how to get the rangers new Zords, that's who he went to for help. Because he was like, listen, I've engineered some Zords and I'm running out of ideas here. I need stronger Zords. What do I do? And he goes to the alien rangers to get advice about stronger Zords. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. Anyway... All that aside, um, <laughs> so the Rangers start having to battle freaking everybody, and it's not going good for them. Oh, like yeah. they're yeah, getting they get dunked on. so hard. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely wrecked. Embarrassing. A truly dismal performance by the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they actually wrecked. suck. Like yeah. they actually <laughs> suck. <laughs> they actually suck. <laughs> you would never catch. Hey, so many ranges like this, but these guys, oof. So the villains just beat the rangers' asses hardcore. Yeah. And then, like we mentioned earlier, just steal their powers completely. They're like, hey, guess what? You aren't strong enough to maintain your connection to the morphing grid. You don't even know how this shit works. Yeah, cool as hell. They got owned. Bam. They got embarrassed. They, yeah. Fucking snap your fingers and it's gone. That's it. No more powers for you. This is what it's like to be a novice in the face of a master. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they did do a really good job making it seem like they are totally outgunned here. They've got, like, no chance uh, and th- and they need to pull some kind of like desperation, you know, some crazy thing needs to happen uh, to save them, and and that's what does happen. 
Yeah, and uh, exactly. So the Rangers are are desperate. They don't know what to do. They're back at the base. They're they're like they're basically like feeling broken and like powerless and I mean like literally but also figuratively powerless. And you know, they're just like fuck, we're so fucked. <laughs> but then who shows up? But it's some Power Rangers to save the day. And what do you know? It's one of the coolest groups of Power Rangers you could possibly assemble. Yeah, this was All cool as hell. Rangers who excel their the respective power levels of their seasons. Even Kira. We got Xander, the Mystic Force Green Ranger, Absolute Chad, Bridge, who is the Red SPD Ranger. In Who's this timeline, it's Bridge. That's right. Um, the best ranger from SPD, probably in some ways. So, like, that's kind of woke. Tori is there from Ninja Storm. Rad as hell. Honestly, great to give her the props. Yes. Um, and Kira, the Yellow Dino Thunder Ranger. Hey, we had to slide in one. The most likable person who didn't hit as hard. Ouch. And then Ouch. their leader, their leader is Adam Park, the mighty Morphin Black Ranger. The piece de Let's resistance. Go. I was I was losing my goddamn mind when I saw this. <laughs> he looks like a action movie star in all of these scenes. He looks like Vin Diesel or something. Yeah, there there was um, I, one of the things I always appreciate is when they do action scenes like outside of their suits, and and this uh, this episode had one, and I was I was chatting about it. I was chatting about it with my buddy Thez uh, at Rob Thez, and how like with all the other actors, you could like tell where they had to like swap in a stunt person, like when the Red Ranger was doing the backflips and stuff. Uh, but Johnny Young Bosch was like obviously doing all his own shit, and he Just looked so doing cool it. doing it. His face is in all the shots because I mean he's he's legit. That's why he does the mocap for Dante, and you know mm -hmm. I'm I, I, I'm preaching to the choir here. But it was so cool to see him have like a badass action scene outside of the suit. That was that was a very cool. Yeah, I yeah. I liked uh, I liked a lot of the scenes. I think when Xander, I liked the musical touches. From yeah, that was so cool. Where they they would kick in the theme of that show when they were fighting. Yeah, that that was awesome. I love that. You, Xander. I was, I was so fucking hype when when it was Xander. I was like, because yeah, it started with benefit. the opening notes to the theme song. You know, before it really gets into it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they played the same instrument there. What? And then you're like, Xander, what? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, Xander benefited so much from the choice to like lean into the music of the different seasons because Mystic Force has an incredible theme song. And like when those notes start to fade in over like Xander just like kicking some ass, it's just like, oh damn. This dude is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ruled. He he also looked cool as hell. Like I, I I had only ever seen bits and pieces of Mystic Force, but that's uh that's one of the costumes that I always thought was really neat with like the capes and stuff. Like it's a good he, season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he looked awesome. Yeah, Mystic Force uh, is good. It just drags on too long. That's just literally its only problem. But Xander, amazing character. Yes, uh, really deserved to be here. 
they were all cool. I, I liked yeah. I liked all, all those characters. Tori, all their, Tori yeah. was another one of our favorites that we thought was a really underrated character. So like that was another great one to bring back. Same thing with Bridge. Like just awesome, awesome selection for this. And uh, I'm really so they, glad that it was Kira and not Connor or Ethan. You know. Because, like, we, yeah. it could have been oh, a lot worse if God, it was that. Goodness. That would yeah, have been... I'd much rather have Kira any day. So, yeah. So, this confirms what we've been saying this whole time, by the way, which is that the Operation Overdrive Rangers suck. Because these Rangers clearly outclass them in yeah. every possible way. Yeah, they acting, definitely, they definitely... In-person acting? Yeah. So much better. Yeah, they, um... I, I I think uh, they they did them a little bit of an injustice because they they really seemed like punks comparatively. That like yeah, they, I know this is supposed to be like an all star team of Rangers, but um, it, yeah, you really get the impression that they are just not on the same level. It's not even yeah, it's not even close. It's like here's like your junior varsity high school basketball team, and then playing immediately after is an NBA team. <laughs> yeah, know? that was yeah. Like yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, comparison. Nothing, yeah, because literally, I really have to emphasize the Operation Overdrive Rangers get their asses completely handed to them when the villains team up, destroyed, devastated. There's nothing left. Okay, then the Retro Rangers show up, and the Retro Rangers immediately push back on that, like yeah. they're just. There were built for this. Yeah, it's like this insanely one-sided, like the the bad guys completely wreck the Rangers, then the Retro Rangers show up and just completely wreck them. It's like two blowout fights where they, they don't seem vulnerable for a second, even outside of their suits. They're just owning like all of the enemies. Yeah, like it is clear that Adam is stronger outside of his suit than any Operation Overdrive Ranger. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was it was wild. <laughs> wild. Wild stuff. And that's without even like reading much into it. <laughs> yeah, it was just I, I mean, look, I, I'm going in without a lot of knowledge, but just watching that, right? Like out of context, it's like, well, obviously this team is like way stronger and more capable because like they're, they're fighting the same enemies that just beat up all the main characters and they're just putting them away. Like they're nothing like they're just random mooks. I would also like to reiterate but... that this is an opportunity for the show to course correct. Cause this is like episode 22 or 23 or whatever. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. We've had situations like that before where like, uh, uh, what was it? Power Rangers Lost Galaxy is a prime example of a show that, like, a little over midway through the season, got really good. Um, or at least unfortunately, a lot yeah, or at least quite a quite a bit better, enjoyable to watch, at least you know. Mm -hmm. So we thought that this was like this would be the opportunity. All right, you know, maybe Operation Overdrive can actually pull it through in these last like ten episodes. Because there are shows that do that. Like, there's a... Even just thinking to Toku, uh, I've said before on this show that I really don't like Kamen Rider O's. Uh, O's is an example of where, like, the last, like, nine episodes, like, nine to twelve episodes of that show make the, make the show a better show. I wouldn't say it would makes it good, but definitely makes it a better show. And I would have at least, like, potentially 
gave the season a much higher score than what I think I'm going to give it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Really hoping for that here, but unfortunately everything starts to go off the rails as the two-parter continues. Um, I'm not going to detail every scene. You can infer that there's a lot of scenes where various Power Rangers fight various enemies. There's yeah. a lot of that. Okay, a lot of cool, a lot of cool <laughs> fight scenes. It was, Some of it was them definitely not so fun. cool, but most of them very cool. So, what else goes on? So, the Operation Overdrive Rangers, they don't get fired per se, but the billionaire <laughs> hires the Retro Rangers on the spot. And pays them four times as much instantly. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, Extremely and, funny. Extremely and, funny. And, and, and it's just like, I love these guys. Have, have y'all met these guys? These are the coolest people I've ever met. Like, <laughs> and, and the Operation Overdrive Rangers are like, damn. Like, we're, we, we're just owned on every level. I You're guess like, we'll wow. just go back to our jobs. Yeah, that was, they're like, wow, I guess we suck comparatively. And then they have like, each of them has a little montage of them having like a normal job. But their jobs are actually kind of cool, but they're not good enough anymore. They're all like, oh, just being a race car driver and winning trophies isn't cool enough anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh... <laughs> which, hey, you know what? If you were like a superhero in real life, I, I can see why like nothing else would seem that exciting. I mean, that makes Except sense, I guess. at the end of the season, they literally all are like, yeah, we're going back to our jobs. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the Rangers really like, they just come off mostly as just kind of whiny about being deposed by obviously better Rangers who are needed in this moment and you should yep. just get over it. Um, and, uh, they start to be like, Hey, you know, when they, when those guys showed up, they were like, once a Ranger, always a Ranger. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a power Ranger. Uh, I'm a Power Ranger. I swear I'm a Power Ranger, you guys. And so uh, Matt comes up with this quest to go find a sword because the Sentinel Knight said something about a sword. I, he, in fact, he explicitly says, this sword's the only thing that can kill me. Don't go get it because that's dangerous for me. And Matt's like, it's the only it's thing like, that can mm. kill you. That <laughs> makes it strong. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> they all run off into the woods and at this point this is when things get cringe and terrifying they find this statue of a lady just in the middle of the woods it's not really in a special spot you're not really sure how no one found it before um and uh she's got a sword in her hands and they're like let's get the sword they don't really come up with anything interesting to do to try to get the sword. Like, this is the opposite of Mystic Force, where they would be, like, maybe brewing a potion. <laughs> nope. Or <laughs> reading an ancient tome about the statue and putting mystical crystals around in a pattern around it or something. No. Instead, they just pull on the sword repeatedly. They just pull on the sword repeatedly. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. You just Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> And I, I made a I made a note here, by the way, that this scene, well, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're about to go into a Kennedy because then the statue like comes to life and talks yes. to them and stuff. So then terrifyingly, <laughs> the statue becomes a person in paint and is so scary looking 
and so weird and just uncanny valley as fuck. This is why, like, even the these are the best episodes of this season. Yeah, I, I made a note them, here that like woo! even relative to the production values that I you know that I've come to expect from Power Rangers, this looked like shit. I mean, she looked horrible. There was like cracks in the makeup at the back of her neck. Stick. I mean, it looked it looked unreal how bad it looked. She wow, looked. Like I, a... I completely blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> I've repressed this memory so hard. Yeah, when you and when you see her like, from the back, as soon as and you, you guys said the like... statue, I was like, I don't remember that. I remember cringing at like the final fight, but like I don't remember how he got the sword at all. And you guys are talking about. It. I'm like, man, I repressed the shit out of this. Yeah, it was a very weird. Yeah, it was a very weird out of nowhere scene. It seemed like it was gonna something more was gonna happen, but instead, yeah, the statue just comes to life and it's like, oh yeah, you can have this sword. Uh, here you go. <laughs> like go, uh, go fight the bad guys. I guess. She literally looks like a, like worse than like a New York City street artist. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it looked like shit for real. Like I, I don't know. Like they I, they I've ran seen, out of money or better. something. I've seen better just wandering around different uh -huh. places in this country, different mm. cities, watching people do the like I'm a statue ah. thing, like. Literally, you you can find better just like on a street corner somewhere. Absolutely, in Absolutely. this country right now. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that's horrible. how bad it looks. Is just like not even like it did not even look close to street performer level, much less Hollywood. It just looked so weird. Spirit Halloween stores. Yeah, <laughs> that was the yeah Spirit Halloween. That was the level. <laughs> For like, for like your like nativity play at the church, <laughs> that was the level. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Need to get the baby Jesus costume. <laughs> well, this, this did at least lead. To, I mean the the scene after this uh, had me dying because I I feel like they wanted to give the the you know, the um, overdrive Rangers, a cool thing to do. So they gave Mac, I think it's Mac, right? The red Ranger, that completely insane moment where he then goes and takes the sword and he does this, like he just jumps like 80 feet in the air and does this like <laughs> somersault slash on the like enemy Zord and cuts it and like destroys it. Not as a, just, just as a human, as a guy, he just does that. Plain clothes. Yeah, he just like leaps. It, it it was this like video game ass like NBA. You know, like an NBA Jam when the guy would do like seventeen <laughs> somersaults and slam the flaming basket. It was like that with a sword, and he cuts this robot in half, and he just lands on the ground. Like, yes, I did it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did he do that? Yeah. So, like in between, I think Xander. There was like some part I think. Um where uh adam was fighting and you were like you know how you know how you do that thing where there's a really pog moment and you're like it's back to being a 10 this is my pog moment and i'm like <laughs> in between that scene and and like when i pogged at xander i was just like this show cannot it can't do it 
Because the minute you get back to the regular Rangers, it, it goes all the way back down to a one. Or a zero. Or a zero, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like that that moment where he cut that robot in half, I, I, I was offended. Like I was visually offended. It had to have been, right? Because I, I was thinking about it from a meta perspective. Like it had to have been we can't let the ranger like the current rangers get punked out this bad like they have to be able to do something cool so they gave them this like or at least they gave him this really over the top badass moment that that just looked ridiculous and cartoony canonically speaking he is like uh super strong through the gene resequencing oh, yeah, honestly they though they that. don't yeah. come back to the gene resequencing stuff that much yeah for it to be like a big thing like this yeah so yeah no this sucks <laughs> all the rangers team up and fight all the villains sentinel knight appears he looks like a lego man and that's not in a cool way no sentinel knight was cool i think no. he looked like a lego man in a cool way that was awesome. <laughs> uh and uh, they just straight up kill Thrax. Yeah, rules. <laughs> he gets out. <laughs> also, Alpha Six gets the Rangers their full powers back in this way that is not explained at all, and it's like the most frustrating thing ever because they kind of <laughs> make it seem like, oh, Alpha Six is is here, and he's gonna go into the morphing grid, and he's gonna get their powers back. And you're like, we're gonna learn some shit about the morphing grid we never learned before. <laughs> Holy nope. crap! But instead, Alpha Six just walks around. In this like reboot style world for like two seconds, and then that's it. And, and they find just, him like, just. Aye, aye, aye. They find him just shoved in a crate it. in the corner of a warehouse, like like in uh, what's that Indiana Jones movie? Uh, is it Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they have that like warehouse where they keep everything. <laughs> yep. I guess when when they were done with Alpha Six, they just shoved him in a box and forgot about him in a, in a warehouse. They give him this weird line too to like try to explain away the weirdness of it because he's like, it sure was great to be deactivated for a while, but it's also <laughs> great to be activated again. I'm fine with anything. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah, and like they just kind of like do a wink. You got the morphing power back. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You can be He's Rangers back. again. And that's the end. So, and that's yeah, the end. It just kind of ends with nothing. And that's it. But yeah, it was awesome seeing yeah. all those Rangers come back. I mean, yeah, yeah in terms of uh, how it fits into the canon and stuff, whatever. I mean, doesn't seem great. Uh, but self-contained, it was a neat episode. It was it was cool to see that like all-star Ranger team. Yeah. So let's rate them. All right, so how does this work? Grab, you go first. You set the example for Fredo. Oh, man. Uh, Behind the, the lowest, scene. The lowest I can go is negative two. So I'm going to give uh, behind the scenes negative two. Uh, Wait, I so the, truly the scale starts at negative two? Is that how this? It goes from negative two to positive 12. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a negative two. Uh, I was actively offended by what was shown to me on screen and not right. offended in like a turbo woke way, but in like a, you literally like regressed a bunch of characters here by like 14 episodes, essentially. 
and wasted my fucking time. And then uh, you have Tyson being creepy. Not only being creepy, like he looks weird on screen, and you know, like I hate to 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 dunk on a guy for his natural looks, but like they really didn't have to give him that hairstyle. Uh, it looks terrible on him. Uh, he looks very creepy in the behind the scenes like view show. Was creepy there. Um, he acted creepy towards Mr. Hartford too, like in a sort of like parental kid relationship that shouldn't be done on screen. And it was like one of those annoying sort of tantrums just for a Zord. And then the Zord to be brought on screen for you to be pogged up for it only to then do Hydro Pump like Blastoise and Pokemon and it somehow do damage. Yeah, there's a lot to hate uh, with behind the scenes. It's a negative too. I was actively not having fun at all. What about Once a Ranger? Uh, Once a Ranger Part 1, unfortunately, is stuck to Part 2. Uh, part 1 is probably like a 4 or 5. Like The, the, the Operation Overdrive stuff's re like really bad. Uh, even in Part 1, it's still really bad. Because like you just go back to the regular ranges. You're like, why can't we just have this? Why? Well, I don't want Power Rangers at home, Mommy. I want Power Rangers from Toys R Us. It's one of those moments. Uh, the Xander, like, the fight sequences with that stuff was really good. I was really anticipating something, and it set me up for failure because then what we got afterward was also really bad. That one's more like a... Oh, man. Like, the fight sequence... Like, everybody's, like, on this show so far is, like, saying, like, the fight sequences are good in Part 2 before the sword coming down. But I disagree. There was a lot of, like, wanton violence from the get. <laughs> like, there was a lot of, like, people soy-facing in front of explosions. <laughs> Literal, like, Wojak memes. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Kira's fight sequence... We we were laughing about it, but it was also really bad. Kira has like a, a pterodactyl fin or something, maybe. I don't know. Triceratops fin? I don't know. I hate dinosaurs. I was not a dinosaur kid. Like the, uh. the, the the most dinosaurs I like is like Mighty Morphin Power Ranger style shit, you know? But anyways, uh she's attacking with like a, a pterodactyl or some dinosaur ass fin. And it's like a like the way she uses it is like a wet fish, like slapping it against the enemy. That looked bad. Um, too many explosions. Fight sequences went way too long, and then the sword scene was like, oh man, that was infuriating. It did have some pog stuff though with a couple of the other rangers. The once a ranger, always ranger is always like a good throwback classic. Adam Adam Young's. Uh, I think a part of the reason why I don't like. Um, part one that much I don't rate it as highly as much either is because uh, Bridge is the Red Ranger and like at first you're like this is Pog dude like someone with like a mental condition is actually like the leader of a Power Ranger squad this is great um, and then he explains how he became the Red Ranger and he's oh, like yeah God, so you I know how the last time you out. saw the spd rangers like you know how like bridge was the or sky was the red ranger last time because jack left uh well you know uh uh sky 
was promoted to to uh, Doggy Kruger's position, and Doggy Kruger was promoted to Birdie's position. So then I got promoted to Red Ranger. See, I thought that just was very like, funny. That explanation, I, I thought that was a goofy uh, bit. So I kind of got a kick out of that. Yeah, but you're just like... If I told you on the street, if you were an SPD fan and I told you on the street, like, dude, Bridge became the Red Ranger. And you're like, what? How did he do it? And I explained it to you. You'd be like, you know what? Like, yeah, of course, dog. I could have sussed that out. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for Sky to be dead or something. Killed in battle. Uh, But, you know, sometimes we discharged. Yeah, we can't. We can't see justice in our times. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, those sort of moments. And then Adam, I love Adam. You know, he the last time we saw him was uh, Power Rangers in Space for a really pogged up episode. But in that episode, Adam can't maintain uh, the Black Ranger form because his coin was destroyed. It's like in pieces. So it's like cracked when he had it. So like that was the whole point of the episode. And so in this one, it's just like, ah, it's fixed, I guess. And that's Multiple how Adam's able lines. to use it. Whatever. Um, so, so, yeah, we've got a negative two. You've got the, the best episode being a five this season. Uh, and then, you know, the follow-up, the, the, the episode to wrap it all up gets a zero. So <laughs> what can I say, folks? Power, Power Rangers Operation Overdrive. Kennedy. All right, well, I'm going to be slightly more generous than Grav by, like, 4%. <laughs> um, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about behind the scenes. I'm also just going to, I'm going to say it's a negative 2 just because it, it, what negative 2 really represents is that this is just off the scale of just weird and bad and incomprehensible. And that's what that episode is, for sure. So that's just, like, too bizarro. Does not even fit in to this season, much less any season of the Power Rangers. Why did they make this episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as Once a Ranger, I, I'm going to be a little bit more generous and say I thought part one was probably like a six or even almost a seven, except for because I think the bridge thing really drags it down a lot. Where he explains, I've kind of forgot about that part a little. That sucked so much. Part two is like a two. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of redeeming moments, but God, that statue thing is like, that's almost on the level of kissing a frog weird. The, ex- the amount of explosions that were done, man. Yeah. Like that was like and so the cutting bad. Is- Cutting a sword in half with a sword, not okay. Hell yeah, that was that was a, a Metal Gear Rising moment. <laughs> <laughs> at least, um, at least, I, uh, Raiden. Wait, what's his name? Raiden. Yeah, Raiden from Metal Okay, Gear at least Raiden is uh, cool. <laughs> Matt. Matt is just a billionaire fail son. Matt. Mac. Is it Mac? Mac? I think it's Mac. Mac. I wrote down Mac. Mac, but who knows? Yeah, Mac is Mac Definitely is a Mac. billionaire fail son, so infinitely uncool. Yeah, I think also like there were some other things that drug it down. Like we bring back all these cool rangers, but we don't really learn anything interesting about what they've been up to. They don't grow as characters while they're here, so that's kind of a missed opportunity. 
Also, the whole thing with them bringing back the theme music, it's cool at first. By the fourth time that they're, like, insisting on changing theme music every time they change camera, yeah, that was also you're really like, bad. please stop. Yeah, that episode, man, that was... <laughs> This is like legitimately some of the worst power Rangers I've watched. Sloppy. So, like, Fredo. I don't think we've had like a coherent plot. Like, we haven't described a coherent plot at all this episode. And this <laughs> no. is the best and worst. Yeah, so pretty Fredo, all over the place. What do you got for your ratings? <clears throat> well, uh, I think I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be less harsh because. I totally understand the problems that the two of you have with it, but because I was watching it out of context and the sort of betrayal of canon and character development wasn't as, as evident to me. Um, so as self-contained episodes, I think behind the scenes um, in the grand scheme of Power Rangers episodes I've seen was certainly below average. I don't know that I would put it in the, the negative two range. Uh, I think there was a lot to not like about it, but I think there was a couple of of interesting bits out, out of context. So I think I'm going to give that, let's say a one, um, not the worst episode I've seen, but like, but at least, at least vaguely interesting. I think that like the concept of them being on like a good morning America show and, and getting <laughs> like, tra I, I mean, it's, it's at least like a unique premise for a show like that. So I'll, I'll give it that at, at the very, at the very least. Um, you don't have to agree with us. Just yeah, no, I mean, I, I, that's, that's as far as, uh, you know, I, I certainly, yeah, it certainly wasn't great, but, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it a few points for that. Uh, Once a Ranger, I mean, I, I enjoyed, I mean, I thought that was really fun. And I think the reason I thought it was really fun is, you know, I'm kind of like a lapsed fan that has more of like a, a casual interest in it. So for me, it was just cool seeing like all these characters I've remembered and, and all of these like themes I remembered and all of them having like these neat little moments and stuff. Um, so even though like we talked about it does definitely makes the, the regular rangers or the current rangers look like total jobbers comparatively it was really cool it was really fun it was it was more fun than i've had like catching a random episode of that show uh for the most part save for like um you know the akiba rangers episodes which i think are all masterpieces um so I think I'm going to give that, I'll give that like an eight. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really fun. If I'm going to rate the two parts separately, uh, I think part two loses a little bit because of the, the statue and the weird, um, even though it's very funny and it'll make a great reaction gif that like sword somersault thing was, was pretty goofy. Um, so I don't know, maybe I I'll go eight and six for those two. So yeah, I don't know. I, pretty fun. I, I enjoyed my time watching it. I can totally understand if I was watching the whole season start to finish, uh, it might've left a bad taste in my mouth, but out of context, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Honestly, I'm glad you did. Cause you know, we had to subject someone to this. <laughs> yeah. Could it, it could have been a lot worse. You know, I wasn't bored. So that's, yeah. that's saying a lot. I was worried because our previous episode, like we had to re rethink our strategy with with awful seasons. So I like looked at our guest for the for the following for the best and worst. And I was like, I think we're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're always kind of scared that you feed somebody some awful television and they're like, yeah, I'm not talking to this guy again. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, I um, I, I, I definitely uh, had some fun watching it. And I think uh, as somebody who hasn't really been keeping up with Power Rangers, it, it was it was just interesting to see e- everything being presented in this series. I mean, this series was completely alien to me. I've never seen an episode of it. Um, and, and as like an older guy now, it's always interesting to watch these shows and think of like, oh, you know, this is like this is like what's being presented to, to younger kids. And this is how like power Rangers have evolved from when I had first seen it 15 years earlier. So it was, it was a neat experience uh, from kind of a meta perspective for me as well. Heck yeah. Let's go. Well, all right, Fredo, do you have anything to plug? Uh, my Twitter, uh, follow me on Twitter, folks, uh, at utwitily. That's uh, U-T-W-I-T-I-L-Y, utwit, I love you. Uh, I am everyone's favorite small account. Uh, I am currently running the Soda Pop Tournament. Um, we are going to be running the uh, semifinal. Well, I don't know, depending on when this goes out, the tournament might be over. But I do food and drink tournaments, uh, very funny shit posts, uh, and my my Twitch uh, as well, at Fredo Fabrucci. So follow me on Twitter and uh, and follow my, my Twitch uh, through there. What's your favorite soda? I can't say because I don't want to... Uh... I, I don't want to skew the result. When, when is this going up? It depends on uh... next Monday. <laughs> next Monday. Let me uh, today is OK. So I think if today. Yeah, the tournament will be over so I can tell the two of you. Um, but you can't influence the results here because by the time this goes Comment. up, it'll be over. Uh, my Promise. favorite thing. My favorite thing in the tournament is root beer. Personally, ah. I'm a I'm a root beer mark. Um I think we're going to have some interesting rounds uh, ahead. Uh, there's a couple others in there that I also really like, but root beer, uh, you know, gun to my head, that's my favorite soda. Okay, okay. All right. So let's see if my favorite thing wins for once, because my favorite thing never wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cola guy, unfortunately. Well, um, cola's, cola's still in there, and cola's got a good chance, I think. Yeah, I do. Uh, I think it's just like cola-based... Cola based sodas, in my opinion, just I, I I like the sweet, sweet, bubbly flavor from it, you know? Well, hey, um, cola is the most popular uh, for a reason. So but uh, I do got to say my favorite soda is uh, Mr. Pibb. I'm a, ah, I'm OK, a Mr. well, Pibb guy. then you've got uh, you've got a real Sophie's choice tomorrow because we're going to have Dr. Pepper style versus cola. That's the, the oh. first is, is Dr. Pepper style. I would, I would say yes. Dr. Pepper. See, style I saw like that Mr. poll Pib, and I Dr. thought Pib. the other option was the Mr. Pib option. Cause it no. is black cherry based. <laughs> well, no. Cause I, I, so I was Dr. Pepper style is like those, those Dr. Pepper style colas. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Right. But like those dark colas, whereas with cherry, black cherry, that's specifically cherry soda. So that's like Fanta cherry, cheer wine. Um, I think Fago mm-hmm. has a cherry, that, that sort of thing. So I consider talking- cheer wine and uh, Mr. Pib as a cherry. See, I, I think soda. I think they're pretty, I I think they're pretty different. Beer wine and Dr. Pepper like. So oh, this my, is very. This I got is more hot takes for you. Very interesting. Okay, well, but cheer wine tastes like cherry Nyquil the soda. Yeah, I think cheer wine <laughs> tastes more cherry. I think Mr. <laughs> is a little bit more cherry forward than Dr. Pepper, but I, I I consider that category to be like your your kind of like spicy multi fruit sodas, you know, cola based sodas. Um, 
but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, this is, this is where you get into the trickery with this sort of thing is that, um, sometimes the distinction between the categories can be a little bit nebulous. Um, so I try to do my best with it, but, uh, that's, that's where we're at. So, uh, first semifinal matchup is going to be uh, Cola versus Dr. Pepper style. And it looks like based on the results so far, our other one is going to be root beer versus cherry cola. So we got some, uh, we got some real Titans in there. A lot of cherry representation. It's a great flavor. I'm a big fan of like both natural cherry and artificial cherry flavors. Yeah, me too. I'm guilty. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. All let's right. see what happens. Hell yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Fredo, for having me on, folks. Thank you fun. so much for coming on. Thank you for bearing with us on some of the worst this season has to, or some of the worst this series has to offer. Uh, and I'm glad you found enjoyment out of it. Yeah, hey, uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching the episodes. I had a lot of fun uh, talking with you about them. I can't wait for people to listen to oh, this yeah. episode and then listen to our season review. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a, a good uh, one two punch. Let's just let's just put it that way. <laughs> like Fredo's gonna be the only <laughs> one that likes anything. It's gonna be <laughs> Rangers. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.